Welcome to Better Days Season 6. My name is Wesley Town, and I am so glad you are joining me today. Better Days is a listener-supported nonprofit seeking to bring hope, awareness, and education to the human experience of mental health and suffering. We aim to deconstruct misconceptions of what it means to be human and follow Jesus. If you'd like to learn more or support our work, you can check out our website, betterdaysfmly.co. Again, that's betterdaysfmly.co. Hi, Better Days family. I am so glad that you joined me today as we continue to talk about lament in this week's episode. Before we get into this week's episode, I just want to thank you for following along in season six. As we've engaged with subjects that so many of us are processing through in this moment, not losing ourselves in suffering, how to process pain, processing through depression and anxiety and all the nuance around that, both in our lives and as a follower of Jesus, and now discussing lament. In last week's episode, we talked about lament and American Christianity. In this week's episode, we're going to discuss lament and grief. And just as a reminder, lament is the ancient practice of engaging with pain and suffering in a healthy manner that is seen throughout the history of the Bible and even outside of biblical world and culture. You and I have both felt sorrow, grief, and deep emotional pain in our lives. I can remember key moments in my life where there was significant loss, and I felt grief deep inside of me, and the grief took time to process through and engage with. Grief is a human emotion that all of us are familiar with. Grief and lament are actually intertwined. They're interconnected. So you might be saying, what is grief? Grief is an emotion felt when we experience loss. Grief is a healthy and normal response to loss. Loss could be the loss of a person or the loss of a relationship or the loss of a job the loss of physical health, the loss of a community, a major life transition where you feel like you've lost something that you used to experience, the loss of a home, the loss of a pet, etc. As I mentioned last week, lament is the language of pain and suffering. And it's rooted in this ancient biblical culture. Those who grew up in this culture had a language to process their grief. Those who grew up in this culture, had a healthy response to engage with grief and pain and suffering. Lament was often an expression of sorrow or of grief. We all face sorrow and we all face grief in this fragile, broken world that we live in. Lament gave people a healthy expression for loss and the grief that results from experiencing loss. In fact, expressing grief over loss was a key element, again, of this idea of lament. They would encourage people to weep, to shed tears with their family, friends, and communities when they face loss. In our culture, and in the Christian kind of subculture, we tend to focus on the positive when we face loss. When you go to a Christian funeral— You tend to focus on the good memories, the positive times. While yes, 
We should focus on things like memories and heaven. We should also focus on grief and sorrow in our own soul. This is a healthy response to loss. Loss is not natural. God did not design the world to experience loss. Therefore, you and I, we should never feel comfortable when we experience loss. Grief is an emotion that communicates this is not the way the world was designed to function. There's got to be a better way. I'll say that one more time. Grief is an emotion that communicates this is not the way the world was designed to function. There's got to be a better way. We know from accounts that when people died in the biblical world, that they gave sufficient time to process the loss. It wasn't just a moment of memory and the encouragement to talk about heaven, but they actually gave time to process and weep and and engage with grief. We know that the Egyptians mourned for Jacob for 70 days straight. We know that Israel mourned for Aaron for 30 days. We know that Israel mourned for Moses, their Exodus leader, for 30 days. We also know that Israel mourned for Samuel, a famous prophet in Old Testament times, for 30 days. And we also know that in Genesis, the text tells us that Jacob mourned for Joseph for many days. So there was a sufficient time given in the biblical world to process loss and grief and sorrow. So I thought it would be good to ask this question because I think that grief is such an important topic and emotional response when we're dealing with loss and deep, broken-hearted pain. What does lament teach us about grief and sorrow? Here are a couple things just to process in your own life. First, grief is healthy. Grieving was encouraged. It is absolutely healthy as a human living in this world to grieve. It is unhealthy on the opposite end to suppress our grief. People in the biblical culture were encouraged to weep and show their emotional pain around loss. So grief is healthy. Second, grief is universal. Because we live in a world that has death, loss, heartbreak, we all experience grief. You're not alone. From Genesis 3 on, humans, for the duration of history, have experienced this emotion, this deep-seated pain in the soul around loss. Third, grief is a process. We often want to rush grief, but grief cannot be rushed. It takes time to process a loss. And that's why it's so important to understand this picture of being given a sufficient amount of time in the biblical culture to process their grief. Here's an important factor around grief. Time does not necessarily heal our soul when we experience grief. It is what we do during the healing process that determines our own health emotionally, relationally, our life engagement post the grief process or during the grief process. So it's not just time, it's the actual engagement during the process that is healthy for our soul. 
One writer says, in America, Canada, Australia, Britain, and other Western societies, for example, there has tended to be an intolerance of prolonged grieving. These countries value efficiency and pragmatism, so death often is seen as an inconvenience, embarrassment, or interruption. Emotional expressions are not encouraged, and grief is viewed as something that, while inevitable, should end as quickly as possible, end quote. This is not how we want to engage with grief. This is unhealthy for our souls. Grief is a process that takes time and engagement to walk through in a healthy way. Fourth, grief is very personal. Each of us have experienced loss, and loss is intertwined with a unique person and a unique story. So you could say every loss is unique, and every story of pain is unique. One writer said perhaps no two people grieve in the same way, and the methods of handling grief are unique and personal, but the pain of grieving is universal. So your story of grief and how you process through grief is unique and personal to you and what you're going through. Grief is very personal. And same thing with those in scripture. There were unique contexts and unique storylines around each lament over loss. Last, grief fluctuates. Those of us who have experienced deep heartbreak, pain, and loss, we know this. Grief comes and goes. It's like rain in the winter, unless you live in the Northwest. When you live in the Northwest, it just rains all winter. But most other cities and places, the rain comes and goes. That's a lot like grief. In fact, you may feel grief and joy. You shouldn't feel guilty to experience those combinations of emotions. We often think that emotions are mutually exclusive, but the reality is that you can feel grief and joy in the same moment. In fact, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 13 says this, Even in laughter, the heart may ache, and rejoicing may end in grief. As one person noted, Pleasure and pain can lie side by side in the human heart. Positive emotions are not the whole story. Under a positive emotion may lie deep pain and grief. So I just want to tell you that you have the freedom to feel grief and you have the freedom to feel joy. You have the freedom to feel a combination of intertwined emotions. And sometimes when we face loss, We feel guilty when we feel a positive emotion. I want to encourage you not to feel guilty in the midst of your grief when you feel a positive emotion because pleasure and pain can lie side by side in the human heart. I have one last question to ask because I think this is so important, especially around pain and mental health and following Jesus. What did Jesus think about lament and grief. I've thought about this a lot, and I want to enter in more next week to kind of some details around Jesus' own lament in his life. But here's two things to think through 
as we kind of wrap up this discussion, Jesus taught lament. Matthew chapter four or chapter five verse four says this: "Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted." Blessed comes from a Greek term makarios, and that term means happy or fortunate or blessed. This term became a leading philosophical term for internal happiness. It's this joy, this happiness inside of a human soul. And in the Old Testament, blessedness, this idea of being blessed, is really speaking of the fullness of life. And it can relate to things like a wife or a beauty or honor or wisdom or piety in the Old Testament. But it's interesting to me, speaking of the fullness of life or the definition or conceptual idea of happiness that Jesus said, blessed or happy are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Jesus taught us that it is healthy and whole and right to lament in this life. In fact, one more thought. Not only did Jesus teach lament, but Jesus grieved at loss himself. When one of Jesus' closest friends, Lazarus, died, the Bible says in John chapter 11, verse 35, Jesus wept. The term used for Jesus weeping literally means to break out in tears. This was a weeping that resulted from sorrow or grief. Jesus felt sorrow and grief over loss, and he wept. He didn't just shed a tear. He wept over the loss of his friends. This is so helpful to me, and I believe it will be helpful to you in your painful moments. Jesus felt the pain of loss and suffering in a broken world. He never minimized or deflected human pain. In fact, he entered into it. This is what lament teaches us to do. And before, and before he did this miracle, if you know the rest of the story, to bring Lazarus back to life, he cried out in a moment of emotional pain. In that moment, he felt his own sorrow and the sorrow of those around him who were weeping as well. I find that to be remarkable and helpful, that Jesus chose to enter into the emotions and empathy of pain before he performed a miracle. Think about your life and your relationships to other people. When others are walking through a painful experience, it's so easy to deflect or minimize. And we often do this because we feel uncomfortable. Rather than deflecting a person's pain with a pivot in conversation or some positive, toxic positivity, maybe, word, we should enter into their pain and grief and validate it. This is the way that we reflect Jesus in those moments. It is okay to feel sorrow. It is okay to feel grief. It is okay to lament. It is completely normal to experience these emotions around the painful heartbreak and losses in our life. You are free to feel grief and to process through it. Much love to you. 
hoping for better days ahead for each of us. Talk to you again next week. Thanks for joining me today. I would love for you to help us to spread the word to bring hope for better days to as many people as possible. You can send the podcast link to your family and friends, post something on your social media, and write a review on iTunes. As well, go check out betterdaysfmly.co for more resources. I look forward to another conversation next week. Much love to you. There are better days ahead.